Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. I just want to say something because there's no slander. There's no slander to the Utah Jazz, but you guys got to understand. You guys got to understand, just like in video games growing up, we never played with Utah. Even as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton were, we would have never picked those guys in video games. It's LeBron James on TNT last night insisting there was no slander towards the Jazz. The reason that he was trying to defend himself is because Charles Barkley said he wouldn't stand for the slander of the Jazz. They had the best record in the NBA, and they had the last two guys picked in the NBA All-Star Draft. PK, (laughs) never, ever, when I was sitting here yesterday, did I think the NBA All-Star Draft was going to be a thing, and yet it is definitely going to be a thing. Those are the last two guys picked, and there was a lot of laughter about it. And some Jazz fans just don't care, and others care a lot. You don't see me laughing this morning, do you? No, I don't. Right. It's not funny. It's a joke. When will the disrespect cease? I've got a quick and easy answer for that, and we'll get to that in the next segment. We'll also get PK's answer, and we'll get yours. Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK, and on Twitter, David DJ James. Grab your phone, use our app, use the open mic feature, send the audio to Yach. He'll play it, get your 15-second take in there, record Mm -hmm. it, hear it on the air in a few minutes. Did you know when you're grabbing your phone, embargo spelled backwards is Oh, grab me. I did not until I started doing a show with you, but you made me aware of it early on, and you consistently reminded me just in case I forget. In the end, Mitchell was the next to last player picked, and he will be on Kevin Durant's team. And Gobert was the last player, so he defaulted to LeBron James' team, where he'll be coached by Quinn Snyder. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Kaminsky over now to Javon Carter. Carter again driving across the lane. Back out to Kaminsky. Over to Payne. Open for three. Shazam! Here come the Bucks. No timeout. Holiday. Five seconds to go. Drew fades the jumper. Good! Two seconds to go. 112, 111. High right side is Jamal Murray. Stutter step and a drive. It's a blow by. Throws back behind him. Jokic bobbled the pass, and now the shot clock's winding down. Joker got to do something here. Down the lane he goes. Layup at the horn is up and in. Stretch the drive, the floater. It's no good. Poked around. It's loose. All the way out to Jones. Cross court pass to Dame. A deep three. Got it! Damian Lillard's got 42. There are the highlights. Damian Lillard actually went for 44. He added another bucket. And the Blazers beat the Sacramento Kings, 123-119. to A couple of big threes for Lillard down the stretch, and they get the victory there. They are now 21-14, and picking up that win percentage, PK. They're playing 600 ball now, which is usually a, a pretty good number, close to a 50-win pace. And uh, Lillard had a night, 8 of 15 from 3. And despite shooting all those threes, he still got himself to the free throw line. He shot 10 free throws and made 
Made every one of them. Canner helped him out. He had 22. That's just staggering. Staggering. Wizards beat the Clippers 119-117. The Jazz have gone into the break losing four out of seven. The Clippers have gone into the break losing five out of seven. Even during this stretch, the Jazz have picked up a game on the Clippers in the standings. Well, Paul George didn't play. They listed him with dizziness. It's a weird thing to get listed with, but I guess it's hard to play basketball if you're dizzy. Some inner ear thing, or I don't know what's going on there. So you had Kawhi not playing the night before. Now you had... Paul George not playing the next game, so I think that's the difference. Is the Clippers are they don't alternating have their team. guys, yeah. yeah, and so the Jazz didn't have anybody. I guess they had Conley out, but they haven't lost a game since Conley's out. And then I, I think the the big the biggest story of the first half is the Suns. They win again. They beat the Warriors, and the Warriors were also shorthanded. Uh, Suns get the win, one twenty to ninety eight. The final score. Nico Mannion got a start. PK. Played 31 minutes. <laughs> Good for you. No Steph Curry. So that opens well, up the spot. No Kel- Kelly Oubre, no Draymond Green. Yeah. Al McCoy, we heard his voice, 87 years old. Next month he'll be 88 on the Suns broadcast. Has he lost a step at all? You heard him back in the day. High school PK. Uh, he never could go to his left anyway. Might have been. He's a little short dude. He's probably good. Five eight or something. Uh, I don't. I don't listen to Suns radio, so I couldn't tell you. I, that's. I just heard his voice right then and there. And that's the first time I've heard it in a good while. If I'm watching the Suns, it's going to be on television, not radio. So I don't know. I think he only does home games, though. Hmm. Bucks beat the Grizzlies. We heard that highlight in there. Uh, two lead changes, two buckets in the last ten seconds, and uh, entertaining if you saw that that clip because. No timeouts, no waiting around. Just go. go. Let's not let the defense get set. Let's go down there and score. And they did. And the Bucks get the win, 112-111. Drew Holiday hitting the big shot to win that one. Giannis had 26. Boston, are they getting it together? Celtics win their fourth in a row. They beat the Raptors 132-125. to And Jason Tatum had a 27-point game. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said fans should think of the upcoming All-Star Weekend in Atlanta as a TV-only event and once again discouraged fans from traveling to the game, which is being played without fans because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, then I'm going to take his advice because I'm not going. No trip to Atlanta for PK. No trip to Atlanta for DJ. <laughs> but Jake is a game-time decision. Nope. Jake's a no-go. Mrs. Hatch will nix that one. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Marco Anthony drives, bounce pass to Bean. Good pass. Bean reverse layup up and in. There you go. Justin Bean, his first bucket of the night after missing a couple jump shots, gives the Aggies a 4-2 lead. Back to Barristow. Eight seconds on shot clock. Kata. Kata two-handed dunk. You keep the ball moving, eventually something's going to break for you. Ashworth rises, fires for three. Yes! Steven Ashworth. He's got 13 points on the night tonight. And the Aggies up by 16. Largest lead of the game for Utah State with 3.50 left to go in the game. 
Utah State pulls away in the second half. They beat Wyoming 72-59. Justin Bean leading the way with 21 points and 10 rebounds. That was the last home game. That was senior night for the Aggies, and yet it was the first time they played Wyoming this year because their two games early in the year were canceled. This one was rescheduled. So the Aggies pick up the win and improve to 17-7. and They weren't canceled. They were postponed because yes, cancels mean they wouldn't play each one other. Was, one was postponed. One was canceled. There you go. Because obviously they, they played one of them, and they will not play the other one. So Utah State played one game with Fresno earlier this year and won it, and the other game was postponed, and they will play that game Saturday. In Fresno, Saturday night, 9 o'clock, Scotty G. Unless it's canceled. Unless it is canceled, you're right. Yeah. Scotty G will have the call beginning with the pregame show at 8.30 on the Zone Sports Network and then tip off at 9 o'clock. And the race of the Mountain West... Continuing to be all over the map. Aztecs, percentage points in front of the Rams, half game in front of the Aggies, and a game and a half up on Boise State. Utah State sitting in third place right now. We'll see how they handle Fresno State, who is currently sixth, 9-10 and 10 in conference and 11-10 and 10 overall. I think the Aggies ought to be able to win that, but we'll see. In the big sky, Southern Utah and Weber State both win. Weber State, I don't know if you saw the end of that game, PK. It's tied at... Tied multiple times down the stretch. It was tied at 59, and Northern Colorado had the ball. Time's running out. Six, five, four, three. They take the shot for the win. It's short. Weber State gets the rebound, and somebody didn't know the score and committed a foul in the backcourt 85 feet away from the hoop. So that sent Weber State, who was in the bonus to the free throw line, with tenths of a second left, hit the free throw, win the game. Should have gone to OT. Who knows what would have happened, but Weber State gets a break. They capitalize on it. They get the win. They're 17-5. So you were in the office last night. I was. We did the highlights. <laughs> Had them on Talking Sports. <laughs> Everything I just said now, I pretty much said last night nice, on TV. Nice assessment, PK. While we watched <laughs> said Northern Colorado player reach in. Wasn't it on KJS? No. Oh, no. High school no, tournament the, was on High school, KJS. man. Yes. I went to bed crying last night, stream. sleeping in my tears. Corner Canyon can't win them all, can they, PK? Already got the uh, football title, got to the basketball semis, and lost in overtime. I went to a few of their games this year. So Weber State and SUU both win. SUU has percentage points in front of Weber State, and they're a half game up on Eastern Washington. And Weber State... We'll face Northern Colorado tomorrow at noon, and SUU plays Portland State at 1 o'clock tomorrow. So they wrap well, up I their look, regular season. I look forward to a detailed recap on Monday morning. Utah will close out the regular season against Arizona State. That game is noon on FS1. In the WAC, UVU has a chance to win the conference. They down Grand Canyon. Back-to-back set tonight and tomorrow at 7 p.m. Dixie State hosts New Mexico State both nights at 7. Here's your college hoops, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I think Tom has, you know, taken his place on the top up there a long time ago. So he's had a tremendous career. It's fun to watch. And everybody always contests over that. But I think if you look at what Tom's been able to accomplish in his time that he's played, I think it's, you know, puts him definitely up there in the top of the list. Joe Montana saying Tom Brady's the GOAT. There used to be a debate, Montana or Elway. Then there was a debate, Montana, Elway or Brady. But Montana says it's over. It's Brady. 
Boy also said it's been over for a long time. Yeah. yeah. He didn't think it took the Tampa Bay Super Bowl to get that done. Tom Brady rookie card sold for $1.32 million on Thursday in an online auction house for uh, cards. The autographed 2000 Playoff Contenders Championship ticket card was graded an 8 with a 10 grading on the signature. $1.32 million. Did you get all your cards assessed? We did that assessment over the air on your cards. Sounded like you had some stuff that was half decent, probably not in the $1.32 million range, but you know. I'll be announcing my retirement here soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did go down. The guy we had on, uh, I did go down to his shop in uh, Orm. And Ryan Mogg. Sp- spent a couple hours with him. And uh, so, yeah, I thought they were in great shape, but he downgraded a few. A couple of them he liked. Gave me some individual uh, little slats to put them in. Hmm. And uh, I got a like a, a Nolan Ryan, his second year with the Mets. Um, I might be able to make some money off of him. It's kind of a racket because you have to send them in, you have to pay for them to get graded, and then they send them back to you, and then you can put them on eBay or whatnot, and so then you have the grade. Uh, and the grade, to get a card graded with the COVID, things got backed up. It could take up to 10, 11 months to get your cards graded. Wow. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. glad you weren't quizzing me on that. That would have taken a while to get that right answer. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I found out. So you can put them on eBay without getting them graded. Uh, but, so, yeah, I'm, I could make some money. I'm not going to make anywhere near that, obviously. But I have an opportunity to if I well, – not if, but when I get around to it. According to Pro Football Talk, the Baltimore Ravens have proposed a rule that is based around a spot-and-choose concept for overtime. We've been discussing college overtime or pro overtime, and the pros have obviously tweaked their overtime rule. Overtime. So here's the new proposal. You ready for this, PK? I already know what it is. I heard it yesterday, but go ahead. All right, under the rule, one team will choose the yard line where the overtime drive starts, and the other team would choose whether they want to play offense or defense. The overtime in this proposal would be 10 minutes sudden death period, which means the first team to score would win the game. The Ravens would need 23 other teams to agree and vote with them to implement a rule change. So they would choose a yard line. Why wouldn't you choose the one and make them go 99? Why would there be any debate? And why would you choose the 12 or the 44 or what? I mean, you would choose the one and see if you could get a safety and win the game or hold and get the ball in a short field. Yeah, on a three and out. I, those are questions yeah. you need to answer. I guess it would come down to every fan base then getting to second guess the coach. We should have taken the ball at the one. No, I'd much rather be on defense. I guess it would be an easier call based on how good your offense or defense is. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I feel I'm very smart with the football. I tend to make decisions quickly, and my philosophy as a quarterback is to get the ball accurately on time to playmakers and you know let them do the rest. And I feel that that's where my strengths come from. That's Baylor Romney, his strengths. BYU having a media session. Multiple quarterbacks vying for the job. That's his strengths. Handicapping at PK, is he second, Hall first? Well, I don't know. Early on. 
No, I would. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think there's uh, anybody's anywhere early on. I mean, it's two practices, so I think they're a long way from creating a depth chart of any sort. I think they go into the training camp in August before they really solidify that. So, no, I wouldn't say he's second. Also, a 2013 internal investigation at LSU accuses former coach Les Miles of inappropriate behavior towards female students, but did not find that Miles had sexual relationships with any of the women, according to an investigative report released by the university. According to that report, Miles was accused of contacting female students via Facebook and text, meeting them off campus alone, and kissing at least one of them. Miles is now the head coach at the University of Kansas. So is he Bill Clinton here? Uh, he did not have sexual relationships? Okay, yeah, there's that. Um, but <laughs> meeting students alone, off campus, kissing at least one of them, doesn't sound good. I imagine that already, regardless of where it goes, just off the report alone, he'll... Uh, He'll face some headwinds on the uh, recruiting trail, which I guess is now straight over to your computer for Zoom, but you get the point. He's at Kansas. What difference does it make? Yeah, right. What have they done lately? Here's an answer. Nothing. 10 to 15 years removed from that big season that landed him in an orange bowl. 2008. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. David Locke's going to join us today at 8.30. Joe Ingles is going to join us about 9 o'clock today. Coming up next, the question of the day. Jazz, the players slip in the NBA All-Star Draft to the last two spots. When does the disrespect end? We will get to that next. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Let's get out to the zone phone. He is Tim Lacombe. I have a guest with me right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David Rose. Hey. How you doing? Dave, I want to ask you about what's happening in basketball. This emphasis on the three-point shot. It is unbelievable. I was watching the team in the SEC. The entire second half did not shoot a two-point shot. They shot a three-pointer or a free throw. That tells you where the game's going. The Jazz have got four shooters on the floor all the time, and sometimes five. I would hate to be a defensive guy right now because those are the guys who have really got the challenge of trying to figure out how they're going to stop these teams that are putting space on the floor and great shooting. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, hot takes and toast. Brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury has not. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillacs at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Sniggy. Yo. I'm a little tired this morning. Why are you tired this morning, PK? Uh, because last night uh, I got some multicolored lights and I hiked up to the Y Mountain. You did not. BYU police on line one. Yeah, I'm a little gassed. That, that was unauthorized, was PK. You shouldn't have done that. It's got to be <laughs> authorized. You do not own that Y. Who owns a mountain? Uh, the person who bought it? Apparently Brigham Young University. <laughs> Jeez. Controversy in Utah County. I was up in arms. I was outraged. I don't think you were. <laughs> I don't think you were outri- outraged by what we were about to talk about. 
may have been it's, mildly interested. I don't know that you were outraged. No, I, I was disgusted. You're right. I wasn't outraged. I was yeah. disgusted. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert were the last two players selected in the NBA All-Star Draft. It was on TNT last night. And they had LeBron and Kevin Durant alternating picks, choosing guys for their uh, team, and got down to four players. And Ernie Johnson noted, wow, there's two from the team with the best record in the NBA. And then it got down to three, and... LeBron said, well, my team needs some size. So you figure he's going to pick Gobert. And he picks DeMontis Sabonis. Barkley called him out for that. Turned a 6'11 guy into a 6'2 guy. But then at the very end, there it was. It was Mitchell and it was Gobert. When will the disrespect cease? Aaron doesn't seem to care. He says the All-Star game is worthless. I'd rather take a week off or rest or go somewhere awesome for vacation. It's not about the game. It is not. Brian says it's about petty jealousy by prima donnas. They can't stand the fact that a small market team has the best record in the league and they never understood. He says he never understood why they went away from East versus West in the first place. I hate prima donnas. With a passion ever since you were born? Uh, no, for you people before I was born. Better being. Scott says it's pretty sad when you play as a team, and that's devalued. I don't think that's why they went last, because they play as a team. It's mocked. Rick says they play in Utah. You do know the whole country makes fun of the state and the Mormons. Dot, dot, dot. It's a fact! Exclamation point. And I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I've had enough of it. Kevin says, Rick, be real. I grew up in Massachusetts, and unless you like Boston or New York team, you were disrespected. They hate everyone. Religion was never a factor. Who's they? People who lived in the Northeast, I guess, since Rick says he grew up in Massachusetts. Oh, they're not. No one's thinking of Mormons. If they, if they think of Utah from there, they do think of Mormons. That that. That's a fact, but it's not on the radar. You're not thinking about them. But if you should think of the state of Utah, that's one of the first things you think of. I, I've seen it a million times over. I told the story with Keith Van Horn the day before the draft. They break you out the top picks, and you're at your own table. And so you got all this national media, and I'm sitting next to Keith not asking anything because at that point I've asked him every question I could possibly ask him after four years, five times probably. But if there's an interesting exchange, you're going to be there to capture it and document yeah. it. And that's that was the whole point. And, and 15 minutes into it, it dawned on me that they thought Keith was LDS. <laughs> and it wasn't. And then Keith figured it out too, and he said he wasn't, and then they were surprised. And he said, yeah, there's a significant population that's not LDS. Not everybody is. And then he looks at me, how much, how many would you, what's the percentage? What would you say? <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously he had known me four years intensely at that sure. point. Yeah. Uh, so I had been in his apartment you over in uh, Midvale. So I'd, I'd been in his in-laws' house. So I knew him very, very well at that point. And so 
uh, he just asked me to. You, know, you got any well, demographic uh, info yeah, for me, PK? I, I didn't know what they were, but and there was no Wikipedia at that time, or I would have said, hold on a second. <laughs> like I did with Bowler Jack when we went to the Doobie Brothers concert, and he's asking me all these questions right before the concert's beginning. Is out the Sandy Amphitheater at a beautiful summer night. Missed it not going there this year with everything being shut down. And he's asking me all these questions, and I've got my phone down below my uh, right hip, and he's on my left side, and he's asking about original members. And, oh, well, yeah, and then I look over, and <laughs> I was cheating the whole time. <laughs> he thought I knew it. Oh, I just had it memorized, which I had nothing memorized. I just knew some of their songs, and it's a summer event like going to the the, the bees game or something, you know. Just get to hang out with some friends and uh, – and uh, enjoy, enjoy a beautiful evening together. And so I'm cheating the whole time. <laughs> wow, man, you really know your stuff on these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a musical savant, and I got my phone over here by my leg, and you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't see it. That was funny. <laughs> and that's the one. They, they play the promo on the big show where the, the one gal got up. She's sitting in front of me when the, when the house lights came on, and she asked to take a picture, and Gordon got all jealous because uh, – she asked to take a picture with me, and thanks to my my TV, people know what the what the ugly mug looks like, I guess. So, uh, and and good for Jake. Jake Scott called him out on that. Uh, so I like when they play that promo. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think when people think of Utah from back east, they they think of the LDS Church, probably rightly so. And I, and then I actually think they think of the Jazz. I think the Jazz, in terms of publicity around the world and around the maybe not in the west as much because you know you live in california you live in arizona you're probably going to be uh, a little bit more familiar with utah maybe have come up here skiing uh, or certainly you know the lds people i mean i played ball with them growing up in high school and all that stuff was not that big of a deal uh so there's somewhat of a mystery back east but i think the jazz have uh, really brought uh, a lot of attention to the state. And I think it's uh, a lot of positive attention. Because when you think of the Jazz, you don't really think of anything negative, right? I mean, what what could possibly be negative that uh, is related to the Jazz? I mean, you have to, you have to go searching to, to find stuff. So uh, that's the funny thing is that they don't get respect, but at the same time... They get a ton of respect. It's like an oxymoron. Because if you people, when they think of, if you're into NBA basketball to any extent, when you think of the Jazz, you think of, oh, that's a well-run franchise. So you, you get a lot of respect, even though individually they don't get a lot of respect, if that makes sense. I guess it depends on the tone of discussion. I think the thing that Jazz fans were, <laughs> were left feeling is, we are not the cool kids. They are laughing at us. Now, they may think it's a well-run franchise. They may look at other franchises and say, well, you've been down for a long time. You're not well-run. You know, until this right, year, the right. Suns, certainly the Sacramento Kings. That's probably a yeah. better, better example than the Suns in Minnesota. Right. Um, but, but for a well-run team, then why are they getting picked last and everybody's laughing? Because they don't get the individual respect. So among the well-run teams, they're the least respected. It's an interesting phenomenon about that, uh, as far as that goes. 
I mean, really, you 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 look at Portland. Portland's been pretty good mm-hmm. with the Lillard. I think Stotts is in like in his ninth or tenth year as the head run. coach. Yeah. So they, you know, they've had some pretty good stability. But when you think of Portland, you don't have to go that far back. When you think of the Jail Blazers, mm-hmm. right? And Jazz have had no such thing. And Phoenix, up until these last ten years, was thought of as a really well-run franchise. Well, then they change ownership, right? And Sarver's thought of as a buffoon. It's like he finally got out of his way, <laughs> his own way, and here we go. And now they're 10, 11 games above 500 here. And right now, this morning, as we head into the break, they got the second best record in the Western Conference. So it took a while, but still, this man has to prove himself. All right, is this just, uh, you know, you got Chris Paul, 35, 36-year-old Chris Paul, uh, and good for you, and you got it going now. But you certainly don't have a track record. So if you're viewed skeptically, it's justified, right? Right now it's going well, no question about it. But what are you going to do to screw it up? (laughs) And I think that some people are thinking along those lines here. Whereas the Jazz, it's not not really what you're going to do to screw it up. And, and even this thing that, that came out with Dennis Lindsay, what are we, two weeks uh, removed from this? So far, it's been pretty quiet, and a lot of people came to his defense. We had on David Aldridge earlier in the week mm-hmm. who wrote the story for The Athletic, the great piece. He talks about Andre Patterson, who was with the Jazz, what, for two or three years? From like 2015 to 2017, and now he's with Cleveland. And Aldridge tells us that Patterson contacted him wasn't the other way around. He contacted Aldridge to make sure he knew, no, that's that's not the guy I know. And so the people are coming to the Jazz's defense largely in this way. And this investigation will turn up whatever it turns up. But people came to the organization's defense, whereas, say, use Phoenix as an example. I'm guessing they don't come to uh, their defense. Now, maybe a... You know, depending on the individual who held that position. Right now, it's James Jones who holds that position, and that might be a little bit different. And it looks like it looks like now they finally have some stability, but still, you wonder. So the Jazz do get an enormous amount of respect as a franchise, but they weren't feeling it during the draft. No, they mocked. They, I, yeah. I was, I. I would feel slighted if I was those guys. I can tell you Gordon Hayward felt slighted. I heard stories about him, and he felt like, oh, that's because he was in Utah. Even when he made the All-Star team, he felt slighted, which is one of the reasons why he wanted to leave. Now, these two, Gobert and Mitchell, seem to use it as, wait a second here, man. I can make fun of my brother and my team, but you can't. And they use it as a sense of, no, we're going to show you what this is about. Hayward used it as a, as a form of disrespect and wanted out. Well, he was the only guy on the team at the time. Maybe it helps to have two guys. I wonder how much that changes the dynamic. Well, and you're both disrespected. I mean, it's right. doubly worse, though. It's, yeah. I don't know that it helps in terms of respect. I, I thought it was disrespectful. That's because it was disrespectful. <laughs> That's why you thought that. Yeah, and they were laughing. Yeah. I guess you can see why Gobert would slide. I don't know all the way to the end, but you know the, the All Star Game's all about you know high flying dunks and three point shots, and so Gobert's game isn't really built for no, it. No, that doesn't. But Mitchell, water. no, Mitchell I doesn't make Mitchell doesn't make any sense at all. 
Neither does you, Gobert. Well, if you dig deeper, he's going to get a he's going to get a bunch of rebounds and a bunch of dunks. No, no, no. That has nothing to do with any of that. So what it, does it have to do with that? He that LeBron says I want size. Oh, when he say, he says I want size, and then he takes Sabonis. Yeah, that was disrespect. Right. That's where it's. That's has nothing to do with dunks and rebounds in the actual game. Who gives a crap about the actual game? That that I couldn't care less. Uh, and if I'm available to watch it, I will. If I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I can just turn on and watch some highlights afterwards, so I'm prepared for Monday morning. But it's not like I'm going to be just so intensely watching the thing. So the game itself, no. It's when when LeBron said that. I, I guarantee you. If LeBron was picked last, there would be national outrage. LeBron, for so many people, he's a, a, a just a crusader. He leads the charge. Not for China, but for U.S., he leads the charge. Uh, and so if he would have been picked last, are you kidding me? Depending on who was doing the picking, too, it would be a national discussion. Come on, let's have real talk. But he's the top vote-getter, so he's doing the picking. As he should be. He's the best player in the league and has been for many, many years. If that's, if that's how you decide who gets to be the captain to be the pickers, then I'm 100% behind that because he is a phenomenal player, and it's been an absolute joy for me as a fan of the game to watch him all these years because he's that good. Got more reaction coming in. The Jazz with the last two guys picked and a lot of laughter around that. And then after that, the fact that, uh, well, we wouldn't pick Utah when we were playing video games either. Nobody wanted what does to stock them alone. I, honestly, I didn't understand what that meant. Uh, it's just meant that the Jazz haven't been the cool kids forever. I mean, it's just not what they'll choose. They're not the cool kids. It's this... <laughs> You'll you'll be I mean it's that era so and I don't know because Stockton and Malone played so long I don't know if they're playing '80s eras teams or '90s era you know I mean you can, you know so if they're playing '90s era they'd they'd want to be the the Bulls they'd want to be the Rockets maybe maybe you'd want to be Barkley and the Sixers or the Suns depending on the era so it just boils down to cool that's what I, you're saying I think so yeah. Because he okay. did say as great a careers as they had. So he made sure he acknowledged, yeah, they're awesome. But I didn't want to be them. So at that point, it just comes down to popularity. It's nothing about the quality. I mean, he made a point of that. Well, they played in the height of Magic and Bird and Jordan. Yeah. So if you're compared to those three, then nobody is. Yeah, well, I guess... This isn't scientific. You know, we don't know, well, like, how wide a range were you willing to pick? You know, was the, were you, would, six teams, was that all anybody played? I mean, it's kind of apples and oranges because there were teams, uh, I mean, the Nuggets had some good players, right? But how many conference finals were they in? How many NBA finals were they in? It's not comparable. So I don't I'm know that they're picking any these other games. teams. But it's I'm just not, not care about that. it's not the Jazz. I just wanted to know. I didn't want to have a discussion on it about video games of the 90s. I'd rather discuss LA freeways. So on the 405. <laughs> and the traffic was brutal. I was surprised. Well, on Western Avenue, the traffic was brutal. It's LA. <laughs> so when does the disrespect cease? 
Matt says it won't stop until they win it all. And even then, there will still be disrespect. But there would be no basis to the disrespect after that. Okay, yeah, I agree on that. But that shouldn't be the level because there's been plenty of other players who didn't win it all and have gotten enormous respect. That's a true story. We can go through a list of players now who have an MVP, which is a lot of respect, and don't have a championship. I think the number one player who got the most respect for not winning a title, not even actually getting to the finals, would be Steve Nash. Multiple MVP, never made it past the conference final. I think of all the players, the great, and there's a lot of great ones who did not win. It's not that. Allen Iverson. Problem with Iverson, I mean, he's a great player for a little dude, but man, there's so much baggage. Yeah. But I think what you said for the little dude, he gets a lot of respect because people realize, I mean, let's say it's just, it's a sport where it's a huge advantage to be bigger. Uh, Patrick Ewing. I see. I think Nash gets more respect than Ewing. Yeah, I'd agree. I think Nash is the most respected player never to win a title. Who else would be in that hunt? Well, all the ones who didn't win a title. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, PK. All, <laughs> well, I mean, Hall of Famers without a title. Elgin Baylor. We got two guys here. Stockton and Malone. Yeah, I mean, Barkley. we've gone we've gone through the list a million times over. Uh, but I think Nash tops that list. So it's not like you have to win a title to get enormous respect. And so I wouldn't want to put that label on these jazz guys. You have to get this or else because it's not put on other guys. So you have to have somewhat of a level playing field here. And I'm not going to rule it out that they're not going to get one, though. I'm just not going to go there. I see no reason why I need to go there now. And I don't get jazz fans. Maybe it's because you, it's almost like it's too good to be true, so you can't believe it. But I don't get these, oh, they're never going to do it. It's never going to be done in this community. I, I just don't buy that. Never's a long time in sports. We've heard it about other stuff, and then it's happened. If you want to go at the collegiate level, and especially with the football, the way things are set up, and they're not set up, it's 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 not a level playing field. It just it just isn't, you know, just for for many different reasons. But I think, and it's not completely and totally a level playing field at the pro level, but I think it's the most level that we have. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. we got more of your reaction coming up. And we've got uh, David Locke on his way at 8.30. Joe Ingles at 9 this morning on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. The Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The NBA All-Star Draft is in the books. Donovan Mitchell was the next-to-last pick. He's going to play for Durant's team. Rudy Gobert was the last pick. He's going to play for LeBron's team. That's the one that Quinn will be coaching. They were the last two picked, despite the best record in the NBA. Charles Barkley said he would not stand for the slander of the Utah Jazz. And LeBron said he needed some size, so he took some bonus over Gobert. And then he added saying, well, you got to remember when we were kids playing video games, we never wanted to be the Jazz. Despite how great Stockton alone were, never wanted to be the Jazz. And what's that have to do with anything anyway? And Durant laughed hilariously, just hysterically. Oh, well, you got to support LeBron. I mean, you can't go against LeBron. Do you realize if you go against LeBron in anything, how... The weight of the league will come down upon you. For way beyond the league. <laughs> I mean, that's for, for some media, it's got to be difficult because you can't really have your own opinion. You just you have to fall in line or else you're going to be ostracized. When will the disrespect cease? Hopefully, Utah Jazz Girl says, at Utah Jazz Girl, Hopefully, when we win that coveted championship, hashtag take note. Yeah, well, I think it would then for sure. Because the great thing about that, man, you can't really have any excuses. Even if the, if you got to the final and the other team lost two or three guys, so what? Because that, if you're going to do that, you're going to disqualify Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, yeah. when they won titles, uh, when yeah, the other guys can, were hurt? You can go down a long list of finals. You can go back decades, and you'd be disqualifying teams left and right. Don't do it, though. The Warriors. He's getting, don't do it. Matt, just Matt, says they need a championship. There will always be criticism, but the title would speak for itself. It would. Yeah, I agree with that. But my point is that why do you need that? Does anybody criticize Damian Lillard? No. They're, they've started to project that he needs to leave and go to New York. Why? <laughs> but, yeah, because they work in New York. <laughs> Who's they? Stephen A. Smith had a thing. I saw it on Twitter yesterday. It's a clip from a, whatever show he was doing. The Knicks? He's got 29 buzzer beaters. He needs to be at a bigger stage. He's in Portland, not getting the credit he deserves. Oh, I think he gets as much credit as he could possibly get. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. I think he gets more credit doing it in uh, the area in the Northwest than he would in New York. Because in New York, if you're doing it and you're not winning anything, well, whoop de do. He's been to one conference final, hasn't won anything. But in Portland, man... You believe that Damian Lillard out there? He's just an incredible player. I actually think it works the other way around. Of course, because you're not doing it on the highest stage, but you're in Portland. Yeah, you're way out there. What's Portland known for? What are they doing tonight downtown? What what buildings are they setting on fire and uh, doing all the stuff they've been doing now, seemingly for endless amounts of time? And that's what you think of when you think of Portland right now. So you think that they're way out there. So in that turn, it works to his advantage, whereas in New York, you'd be getting hammered for playoff failures. They can hear me, all right, at Scream at the TV. Honestly, never. They could sweep through the playoffs and win the finals 
and the disrespect would persist. They would call it a fluke. Might be a fluke, but who cares? (laughs) You still have the title. But people would care. They win a championship, gets called a fluke. People would care. We would hear about that. I I disagree on that. Because Houston gets its two without Jordan in the league. Mm -hmm. Olajuwon is universally praised. Rudy uh, Tomjanovich, the heart of a champion. Clyde Drexler, who I think was only there for half the season. Yeah, half of the second title. He wasn't there for the first one at all. And no one's blasting him. So if you get it, you get it. That's the great thing about it. I think there's something to this. The dude tweets at us. I hope the disrespect never ceases. I love it when players play with a chip. Of course, not every player, as you pointed out earlier, does play with a chip. Some just leave. I it's apparent think that Rudy a, plays with a chip, and it's apparent I, that Donovan's playing with a chip. And I, and I think you need that. I think a lot of the great ones do have that, even if it's manufactured. Mm-hmm. And it's not really there. But you've created it in your own mind. So even though the rest of us don't think it's there, you think it's there. And really, that's all that matters. Whatever it takes to get you to be able to motivate yourself, to work out, to put in all the time. Because in order to get to that level, you've got to put in a lot of time. I don't think you can just walk into the gym. I just don't believe that. I think that guys who... And women, it's regardless of gender, you, whatever level you're at. If you're at the highest level, there's a lot of hours spent in there, and that's a lot of self-motivation. So I think that they, they have that, and they be able to get that. And I think these two guys that you said that, yes, they do that. And, and then you have to worry about, well, do you get caught up in it, and it actually becomes a detriment to you? Like, do you want it too bad, and you don't get it? You know what I mean? You talk about, well, I, want, I wanted it so bad, it actually yep. worked against me. It can get to that point. Depends on the person in the moment, but right. it does happen. I wanted it so bad. All right, we got a lot of people here saying never. And Jeff, never. And it's great. Bring it on. <laughs> Jeff. Well, see, I think that's why it's fun to be a jazz fan. Because it's you're never going to be a bandwagoner. You're always swimming against the tide. Yeah, it's not like uh, we see it nationally. Yeah. I tell the story when I, I, I floated the uh, Snake River. The, the, the guide was a huge Saints fan. Well, not coincidentally, the Saints had just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. so it's like, oh, sure, yeah, you can jump on the board. I, I, I seriously doubt he was a hardcore Saints fan his whole life, but they won it. And then one time I'm golfing in Seattle. No, I'm golfing in Palm Springs the year after the Seahawks won the title, and there's a street of about 20 houses, and I see three Seahawks flags. All right, DJ and PK, we got some breaking NFL news. I don't think it's going to surprise you, but it's uh, it's official nonetheless. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.